doing welcome to the teaching ministry of Nelson Ihiagwa. Be stirred as you listen. Alright, let's just pray a little bit. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you, love you, for life, for breath, for healings in our bodies. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just give you praise. We just love you. We just honor you. Thank you so much for your love, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name we've prayed. And the church types, amen. Okay, so let me just say this quickly. Um, Can you check yourself? Because I, I just have a strong witness in my heart that healings have already taken place. Healings have already taken place. Healings have taken place. Can you check yourself? Check yourself. Check the pains you had. Check the things you could not do. Let's just take one or two testimonies before I start sharing the word of God. Can we just take one or two testimonies? Because I know healings have already happened already. Praise God. Healings have already happened already. So let's just take one or two testimonies. One or two. Check yourself. Check your pain. Check your discomfort. Check the things you couldn't do. Just check. 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 Hey, Abadoshi Atambra Digevelekesh to Klubra Dabaka Yideketolo Potreminekesh. Check, 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 check. Father, we honor you. I'm, just, I'm still waiting for people to check, but I have like 28 minutes. So I'm going. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I have 28 minutes, so I'm going to make it count. Alright, so tonight I want to talk about the topic I was given to speak on by your Gio, that's um, Chukebuka Onyaka, and man of God, thank you for the honor of having me on your platform, I really appreciate it. Um, I just want to talk about the fervent, faithful servant, the fervent, faithful servant. Now, one thing we need to understand is this. When it comes to Jesus, or when it comes to the believer, you know, I've, I've made ignorant statements like this in, in the past. I've said I'm not a servant, I'm a son. I'm not a servant of God, I'm a son of God. And in making statements like this, what we usually mean is, oh, I identify myself as a son. The son of God is the highest ranking for, of identification with God there can be. You know, and we bask in those truths. But the truth of the matter is this in salvation, you are a son, in ministry and service, you are a servant. Paul called himself a bond servant of Christ, a bond servant of Christ. All right, and because Paul called himself a bond servant of Christ, please check yourself. Healings have already happened, healings have already happened. Can you check yourself? Because Paul called himself a bond servant of Christ, that actually uh, that actually defined the other things that Paul did. He was a bond servant, so he defined many of the things he did. So you see Paul saying things like, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel, for to me to live is Christ and to die again. You know, you see Paul and you hear Paul say a few things. One of the things Paul lets us understand is we are free in Christ. 
Alright, so what that means is we are free, but we are only free within the boundaries called Christ. Paul is the one that gave us revelations in 2 Corinthians 5. He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He said, and that he died for all. You go to verse 17. That they which live should no longer live unto themselves, but to live for he for them which died and rose again. Alright. So one thing we get to understand is this. Because Jesus died for us and he rose again, we are sons of God. Because Jesus died and rose again, we are sons of God. However, the fervent, um, the faith, fervent faithful servant is what I'm talking about. However, our response to our position of sonship or our reality of sonship, and what do I mean by reality of sonship? What I mean by the reality of sonship is the reality of the fact that Jesus died and rose again. Our response to the reality of that sonship is what is called servanthood. We are now servants of God as a response to what Jesus made available to us on the cross. So since he died and rose again for us, we don't live for ourselves. We live for him who died and rose again for us. You know, the Bible lets us understand that we have been bought with a price. So because we have been bought with a price, there is a way we carry ourselves. Because we have been bought with a price, because our body is no longer our own, there is a way we carry ourselves. There are things that are expected of the believer, not, not out of coercion, but out of duty. And the duty is delightful at that. The duty is not something that is difficult or that belittles the believer the duty of the believer is a response to what christ has done for him so a believer is fervent not just because of um, a believer has things to a responses to take rather not just because of you know what christ has not just because he wants to but it is a response to what christ has done for him so paul lets us understand that christ purchased us with he he made us a prized possession and we are his prized possession how are we his prized possession he purchased us with his blood what does the purchasing of his blood mean it does not mean that god bought us with his red no 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 but what the, the bible lets us understand in the book of leviticus it says that the life of the flesh is in the blood so the life of the flesh um, i'm sorry i'm just rushing this is i actually want to give you a charge because if i teach this i will have to take longer than my time and i'm respecting this platform the life of the flesh is in the blood all right and when he says that he shed his blood for us or he gave his blood for us what that means is he gave his life for us it is the life of jesus that was given in the place for your life he gave his life he re he ransomed your life from death so you will live for him he died your death so you will live your life for him he died your death so you will live your life for him and that is actually what is called servanthood the servanthood of a believer is not coercion or compulsion it is response the servanthood of a believer is not coercion or compulsion it is response so one thing you need to understand is, is in salvation we are sons but in ministry and service we are servants of god we are the one who carry out the will of the king. We are the one who carry out the desires of the one who has called us unto honor and glory. Hallelujah. 
You see, Paul said something very important. He said, it is expedient that in stewards they be found faithful. It is reliable that in, in stewards, in those who God has called to service, it is expected that they be found faithful. And what does he mean? You see Paul continually say one thing to um, the church. And one thing Paul usually said was, okay, for example, you look at 1 Timothy 2.2. He said the things that you have seen, I think it's 2 Timothy 2.2 rather. He said the things you have seen me, you have heard me say in front of many witnesses, commit to faithful, to faithful men who will teach others also. So you see him say in 2 Timothy 4, he said that and this commit this same form of sound words you have heard me teach. He said, Hold fast to this form of sound words you have heard me teach. Christianity or Christian service, it is not done haphazardly. There is a manner in which it is done, and that manner it is done, it is in it is done in the stead, in the manner and in the patterns that are dictated in the word of God. And since that is the way to do Christian service, you get to understand that Christian service has a pattern by which it is done. So, because Christian service has a pattern it is done, um, the believer, the believer's response to, to what Christ has done is service. The believer's response to what Christ has done is service. So what do I mean? You know, the Bible, there's only one instance in the Bible that seems closely to giving your life to Christ. And that is what Paul said. He said they gave themselves and even more, you know, the church at Ephesus. And what that means when he said that they gave themselves and even more was actually was actually they gave themselves in service to god so when you when you get saved you receive the life of christ you were dead in sin you receive the life of christ but when you when you give yourself as a response to what christ has done you then give your life in service to what christ has done that is what is called giving your life to christ so it is expected in stewards that they be found faithful so you must understand christian doctrine there's a way christian doctrine is held there is a faithfulness there's a faithfulness in which christian doctrine is handled there is a faithfulness in which the truth of the word of god is taught there is a faithfulness in which the things that god has spoken first have to be handled there is faithfulness that is expected glory to jesus glory to jesus faithfulness 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 you see if there's one thing we we learn from jesus is this jesus let us understand that the things that he did we also we do so he said the things you have seen me do greater things shall ye do also what were the things jesus did he healed the sick he touched people he casted out devils we also should do the same we're going to do the same those were the things that he expected us to do and then jesus now said or something else jesus then said that um, he said if they called the master of this of the house belzebub what would they call you jesus said if they persecuted him then they will persecute servants of the house so if jesus was persecuted child of god expects to be persecuted so also if jesus was now from those two verses i've quoted i've established two truths or one truth that everything jesus did he expected us to do and the things that we had done to him he expected he expects that those things will be done to us 
So also, if there's one thing you must get to understand, is this. The same things Jesus did are the same things he's expecting us to do. And well, let me put that in context. When I put that in context, I mean this. The way Jesus served the Father. The way Jesus... Um, somebody cannot say, if Jesus was God, who was he serving? Remember, Jesus was truly God. He was truly man. He was not fully God, fully man. He was truly God... True, meaning as true as it is that he was God is as true as it is that he was man if he was fully God he would not have been able to die if he was fully God he would not have been able to die if he was fully God he wouldn't sleep he wouldn't eat but he be, and if he was fully man then he, wouldn't, he should not be able to rise from the dead he should not be able to forgive sins but he was as true as it is that he was he is God, is as true as it is that he is man. So also he served the father because men ought to serve the father. Jesus expected that Jesus served the father, and that is why we call him the pattern son. I said all that to say this: if Jesus was fervent, it is expected that the believer should be fervent. If Jesus loved, if Jesus um had a burning passion for the things of God, it is expected that the believer should have a burning passion for the things of God. And can I tell you something, child of God? Favor is discernible. Favor is not something that is in the heart. Can I tell you something? All these things that a lot of people say, if it is in the heart, it will show. Mm, bam, bam, bam. If it is in the it, um, uh, when people say things like if uh, loving the Lord is in your heart. No. If it is in your heart, is definitely going to show, child of God. Can I say that again? If it is in your heart it is definitely going to show if it's in your heart is definitely going to show is definitely going to show the bible speaking of jesus speaking of jesus he says the zeal of the lord's house now this was spoken of in john chapter 2 verse 17 when jesus overturned the money of the the table of the money changers and this was a um, prophecy that was fulfilled prophecy that was spoken in psalm 69 verse 9 right this is prophecy spoken but it was spoken about jesus now don't forget where i'm coming from that jesus told us that if they did this to the master of the house what do you think they would do to you and then jesus then said many jesus then speaking he said the same things you saw me do them also you would do it means that if jesus was zealous he expects that the believer also be zealous he expects that the, the zeal of the lord's house consumes the believer child of god you cannot say i'm not interested in the things of god you cannot say i don't just like long meetings i don't just like prayer meetings i don't just like fasting i don't just, no 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 don't say that don't talk like that that is not who you are there's an engine at work on your inside by which you like those things his name is called the holy ghost he's the holy ghost he's the one that is in you both to will and to do of your good pleasure we saw jesus act in a certain way we saw the apostles act in a certain way child of god you cannot look like any other person but the one who died for you and the one who he committed the doctrines to you cannot look any less you cannot look any less you like long meetings you like prayer you like the word of god you like the things of the spirit it's not because you are trying to like them it's because you are born that way that no child of god is born deformed every child of god is born with a passion to love the things of god it is now your duty like colossians 3 1 to 5 let us understand it is your duty because you are dead to sin you then mortify the deeds of the flesh and then you set your affections on things above because you are a child of god 
you are going to carry your affection and set it. You are going to focus your heart on the things that matter. You are going to focus your heart on prayer. You are going to focus your heart on the word of God. You are going to focus your heart on the things of the spirit. Because you know that that is a response to he that died for you and rose again. There is one that died for me. There is one that rose again. So also, if truly he died and if truly he rose, if he died for me, I will live for him. If he died for me, then my life must count for him. Can I tell you, child of God, don't try, don't don't desire to live a boring life. Don't just go get an education, you know, be born, get an education. Um, after you get an education, you get married. After you get married to one smashing wife, you have two cute kids, you know. Um, after you have two cute kids, you just walk you get money you get an amazing car as great as all these things are you get all those things and then you grow old and you die that is a boring life that is a meaningless existence if in this life alone we had we have hope then of all men we are most miserable if it's in this life alone we have hope then what are we living for what is life without hope what is life without an existence and truly if jesus rose from the dead it means that he has something to tell us about it eternal life come on guys i need i need i need some response in the chat function because i know i'm preaching good if jesus rose from the dead then he has much to tell us about eternal life and therefore if he sent us to do the work of ministry we will do it because we know that if he rose from the dead and he said he's coming back again and truly he's the lord of the harvest then there is somebody who has called us there's somebody who has called us and it is to him we will give account can i say that again there is somebody who has called us and it is to him alone we will give account if truly child of god you're going to give account to god then you need to live your life more intentionally you need to live your life more intentionally there is one that called you to honor and glory you need to live your life more intentionally can i tell you something do you know why faithfulness is important the reason why faithfulness is important is this if a servant knows his master <coughs> if a servant knows his master is coming back he's going to be on guard he's going to be doing the things that his master told him to do he's not just going to be loafing and faffing around no that's not what he's going to be doing if his master told him watch this thing i'm coming back he if he knows his master did not go far he will sit down and watch it but if he's lazy that oh my master is far he's just going to be lazy about maybe take a walk come back you know do what he likes and they Paul said, endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. And then he now said, no man that worried entangled himself with the affairs of this world, that he may please him who has called him to warfare. There is no believer, who, there is no one who God calls that should live life the way he likes. You don't live the way you like. You don't live on your terms. You live on the terms of the one who died for you and rose again. You live on the terms of the one who called you to honor and glory. You are passionate to the things of God. Jesus died for you his spirit lives within you you have no excuse child of god your bible heroes elisha moses joshua all these bad guys they did not have the holy ghost you have the holy ghost you have the spirit within i saw a post that they said listen can i say something the believer is the ninth is the is a wonder the believer is a wonder in the world how is how does the immutable untrappable god live in the spirit of a man is because he chose it that way he chose it that way. The reason why we must be faithful is because Jesus is coming back. 
I told you that we are servants in ministry. We are fervent as a response to what he has done, you know, and then acting in line with the pattern son. And then I've also told you that there's an engineering in your heart called the Holy Ghost. He's the reason why you burn for the things of God. But can I tell you one more thing? Another reason we must be, I've talked on fervent, I've talked on servanthood. The one reason we must be faithful is because Jesus is coming back. Child of God is true. Jesus is coming back. Let me say that again. Jesus is coming back. When we stand before Jesus, he's not going to ask you how great was your CGPA. Even though the Bible teaches us hard work and responsibility, he's not going to ask how much money did you make. Even though the Bible says he that does not work should not eat. He's not going to ask you He's not going to ask you um, what clothes did you wear? What, how much money did you have? Even though the Bible lets us understand he giveth us all things richly to enjoy. He's not going to ask you all those things. What he's going to ask you is this. Is that when you stand, he said, what did you do with the message of the gospel? How were you responsible for the growth of others? How were you responsible for the things that counted in, eternal, in eternity? Because you see Paul, Paul was talking to one of the church. I think it was the church at Thessalonica. And Paul said something amazing. You know what Paul Paul said that you are going to be my joy and rejoicing when Jesus comes. He said you are going to be my joy and rejoicing when Jesus comes. What that means is this. When Jesus comes our rejoicing is not going to be in the money we have. Our rejoicing is not going to be in the cars you have. Your rejoicing is not going to be in the boyfriend, girlfriend that smashing coke bottle wife you have. That Your rejoicing is not going to be in those six packs of a husband you have. Your rejoicing is not going to be in how much money is in your bank account. Your rejoicing is going to be in the things that count for eternity. Don't just be born again. Serve this Jesus. Don't just be born again. Serve this Jesus. And you see, it's not many of us that will start platforms. If the Lord has committed platforms in your hand to partner, why don't you partner with those platforms? If the Lord has given, has told you to partner financially, why don't you do it faithfully with different with ministries that you know the Lord has told you to do? If, if your skills are needed in particular ministry, why don't you give it, you know, and all these things but one thing you must also do while you are giving your skill and giving your resources you must reach out you must preach the gospel every believer Charles Spurgeon said is either a missionary or an imposter if you don't preach the gospel okay let me add like my pastor spiritual father pastor Emmanuel Aaron added the third one he said the believer is either a missionary an imposter and the third one he added is or is ignorant so the believer does not know he should reach out and win souls or he is not saved at all or he is faking his salvation or he is reaching out to the lost a believer is either a missionary or an imposter child of god hear me and hear me well jesus is coming back and can i tell you something when jesus comes it is not how much money you have that will matter it is not in the material things that matter you see solomon had all the money he was rich he was excellent and excellence is really good i advocate for excellence all right i advocate for excellence and all those things these things are amazing these things are beautiful these things are the plan of god can i tell you something when you look at creation when you look at how things are in their place when you look at how the sun is in is at the right distance away from the earth to ripen your tomatoes just enough you realize that god is excellent when you look at the the bees the birds you look at the patterns and the colors on their bodies you realize that this god is artistic this god is excellent excellence is really important but can i talk to you listen to me very well all the all the excellence and all those things that solomon had solomon said something at the end of his life he said vanity upon vanity 
saith the preacher. All is vanity. Money is good. Cars are good. All those things are good. I plan to have them and I will have them. As a matter of fact, God will also provide them while I work with my hands. But can I tell you something? As great as all these things are, all these things will never take the place of an eternal reality. Of an et- do you know what it means for a man to go to hell? Men don't go to hell and come back and do VCD. Men don't go to hell and come back and start telling us what they saw there. A man who dies and goes to hell does not. The man who dies and goes to hell stays in hell. Stays in hell. And we have this lifeline on our tongue. Or this word of faith which we preach. We just need to tell men arise. Do you know Jesus? Like according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. He died for your sins. Rose according to scripture. And he died for your sins and rose for your justification. All men have to do is believe. All men have to do is believe. Child of God. Kadie ketu krada mandeli every ketoziata mande aikaporia dahasa segadive latush agrada nam pali kus erede banto klobria nabai o zananini monke prodige velektazush aratonge kapro de levini kapatozia kai lude digabato sush eru de medica lamboratakani londe fenige zuga de bilo potromegadigo zutatata i bought you with a price says the lord your desires are mine your heart is mine my blood speaks over you you are my prized possession you are my prized possession the things i have told you to do do them without fear the things i have told you to do do them without fear adena rete konde liba zuke betele patrick evenigo you better believe that as i've told you to do them there is grace and ability are provided for you to do those things lika toza zana nambele botomele kabari zoto frede kilo botome krediman actus rado tunge lebido boko tubreneke zige ila fineke pronde zakatu belike teno jagadige lebedu bedebe krede bike zuntele batre gebedia reach out to the lost preach the gospel preach the gospel tell the lost because of the truth i'm coming back again alamandoko i'm coming for my church i'm I'm coming for those that call upon my name. I'm coming for those that are saved. The lava tembre, rede kute lebe dige, lebre de give de beconde. Save men, train men, send men to do the work of the ministry. Libra acto sesh, alebe dobokome. Because when men stand before me, what will matter are things of eternal verities, not things that perish and pass away. Thank you, Lord. Eh, liba kazufre, tata kombre gile betozoni father we give you praise i don't know i just believe that that prophecy is the end of my message i believe that that prophecy is the end of my message oh bata bata bato child of god live intentionally live intentionally jesus is coming back why should we be faithful jesus is coming back why are we fervent we saw the pattern in jesus and it is a response to what he has done for us in christ how are we servants we are servants in ministry and we are servants in giving our life to him what does that mean as a response to what he did for us in salvation hallelujah can we just pray a little bit i have two minutes and then i'm I'm out of here where you are can you just pray my life will count for eternity i will be that faithful and fervent servant 
I will be that faithful and fervent servant. Italiano sa rada bombele bekembro kobo sompregeli katosha. Rada labanto kozeli limiando ko rado patre venekis. Zozo zuzele de 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 dige bebebele tababaya. Kombra kuzele petokiada. Parondele beketrovenish. Oh, Zugadabigo Lobokote Brando Zuzugudu Begaligedesh Ababarada Balamba Dige Zeteke Prondo Zuzakalia Kush Montala Iga Labaku Alike Ika Tombra Kazash. Father, I give you praise. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. For more ministry content, visit niministries.org. God bless you.